Bentornati tifosi napolitani to another edition of Noi Tifiamo Napoli. I'm your host as always, Rafa Rispo, along with Daniel Russo. Dan, what's up, buddy? How you doing today? How's it going, Rafa? I'm doing doing pretty good. Uh, pretty confident. Good. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, I think I feel the same way. You know, um, we're obviously here. We're going to talk about Napoli, Barcelona, and the Champions League. Before we get that going, I just wanted to wish. Tri-State Napoli Club, a happy second anniversary today. Happens to be wow. two years since the first meet at Gaetano Salazzo's living room. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, it's two years. Two years. Wow. Ago. Today is today is two years. Yes, and um, we you know we've worked hard to get it to grow from three on a couch to hundreds of followers, hundreds of you know dozens of members. Um, um, hundreds of you know fans, bunch of establishments that we've worked with, and and I think it's uh, um, you know big meets, champ, you know scudetto, you know we have a scarf at uh, Bar Nilo in Napoli hanging up, the only wow. scarf at that bar, because you know that's the bar, Dan. If you've been there, that's the one where. Um, uh, the lock of Maradona's hair is there, and you have to buy a coffee to take a picture with it and stuff like that. It's it's one of those things. Oh my God, I, I actually, I've been to Naples like what four or five times. I've never been to this bar. Bar Nilo, go in there, you'll see. A, yeah, bunch of but it's it uh, it's a bunch of scarves hanging up from other clubs around the world, essentially, right? Uh, so, so so for example, you'll see a, you walk in. You one of the first scarves you see that caught my attention was. Uh, you know, na, uh, uh, pa- uh, Paris San Gennaro is the Napoli club from. Wow! From Paris. Oh, so like PSG. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, and uh, so I was um, I was lucky enough to the day after um, the the Scudetto celebration at the Maradona, I was lucky enough to visit the bar and give them the scarf I had at the Maradona that day. Uh, I had pretty much, you know, date stamped it, you know, wrote my name on it, my dad's name on it, you know, and, and uh, Noi uh, Cheravamo, right? We were there. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, to my knowledge, the only scarf that was at the Maradona the day we lifted the trophy. So that's something pretty special, too, you know. And, and um, incredible. Um, I'll post a picture of it up. I, I don't think I ever posted a picture of it, but now that I we talk about it, it's pretty cool. But yeah, man, you know, and 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 you know, we thank you for attending a bunch of the meets and being a member of the club too. And um, um, I gotta say that the the if anyone's watching or listening to this and is in the area, obviously in the tri-state area, whatever it is, I come from Connecticut, mm. so I drive about an hour, an hour and a half to uh, the meets. But I know there's people that come. I mean, you, you, you come from pretty far. I come as from well. far, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, but like, it's definitely worth it. Like every week, I watch this team play, and like I'm, 
either in my lonesome <laughs> watching with my girlfriend who couldn't give two shits or you know maybe i'm watching on on uh on xbox live chat with geo you know what i mean we're just like <laughs> listening we're watching the game together you know what i mean but like watching it with with fellow fans you know meeting new people meeting people that uh honestly i never thought i'd meet from twitter is actually insane right you know these people that i've been talking to for almost a decade now and i never got to see their faces but now i get to see them you know it's just it's such a cool way to connect with people especially with something you know that we we all love it is it is and i i think i'm gonna try to have gaetano on soon to talk about it you know i i think all day i had to plan for this podcast and i should have asked him to come on with us but i'll I'll ask him to come on so we'll have we'll have a day where we uh that'll be a great yeah where we talk about it um uh, but yeah, and and we don't have a Connecticut location yet, so we need to establish one. I think that's the smart thing to do because we have a Jersey, we have several New York, but we don't have Connecticut, so that's next. Um, but anyway, we're we're here to talk about Napoli Barcelona Champions League uh, and how important uh, yesterday's game was. Obviously, Chicho Calzona's first uh, match on his second full day of being a manager. Um, and what a week! What a, what a week it's been, right? One-one um, is the final. Uh, Lewandowski on the 60th minute, Aussie men in the 75th. Um, Barcelona attacked for most of the first half. We didn't render a shot at all until Aussie men's goal. Um, you know, Medet did really well. Uh, the defense really held up pretty well except for the obviously the lower goal but you know uh, uh, let's talk about the goal really quick because you know we could skip the first half i guess you know uh, uh you know now that i think about it let's talk about the lineup first uh, so so his first lineup um calzona's first lineup Cayuste was in the midfield that was a surprise we called Traore on our our our, uh, our preview pod and um, yeah. we also called possibly Natan to start in the mi- in the in the defensive area. I think we all pretty much guessed Oliveira uh, to start on the on the left. But Juan Jesus starts. Cayuste starts. W- I was I was thoroughly happy to see jo- Jesus starting. By the way, yeah, I, I know, really think Jesus he, has been he really played a great game lately. too. He's been yeah. solid lately, hasn't he? Yeah, I think that was a good shout to start Juan Jesus with. Um, you know, with um, with with Rachmani, but but Cayuste, I mean, that was puzzling. And I don't think he did terrible in the game, but he was one of the lowest rated uh, Napoli players on FootMob, a six point three. Actually, he might be him and Christensen from Barcelona was uh, the, yeah. the two lowest. Uh, but, uh, so it was Medet, Di Lorenzo, Rachmani, and Jesus Oliveira, Anguissa, Loboca, Cayuste, Politano, Osimhen, Kvaratskhelia for Barcelona it was Terstegen. Kunde, Araujo, uh, Martinez, and Cancelo, just how Alex uh, predicted. Uh, De Jong, Christensen, and Gundogan on the in the midfield, and then Lamine, Yamal, uh, Lewandowski, and Pedri, who actually got man of the match from FootMob with an 86. Uh, I'm sorry, with an 8.3 rating. He got the assist what? to Lewandowski's <laughs> goal. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, Lewandowski won player know. of the game via UEFA, but but um, yeah, Osimhen's goal up for goal of the week. I mean, there were not that many. Um, 
but Medet was on the uh, starting 11 for uh, Champions League uh, Team of the Week. And, uh, you know, these are good signs. I think, you know, Anguisa really played well, uh, especially in the second half. Di Lorenzo struggling again. Rachmani's uh, uh, rating was high, too, 7.5. Ossiman got the goal that we needed, as we pretty much expected. We needed him to come in and start scoring goals, and he got a clutch one for us, which was, you know, an, an Ossiman-style goal like, like I've seen. We've seen millions of times, you know, him bullying you know defenders and and getting getting results Kavada off early um whatever what are, what are our, our overall thoughts on um on the match i guess you know uh i want to revert back to um i want to talk about Kayust. okay let's um, do it i i really think this is a guy that he needs to improve yeah. so much to, to be a Napoli player. And I'm sorry, he's just not a Napoli caliber player. He just isn't, in my eyes. Uh, this is a guy that, I mean, I understand the French league is way different than the Serie A. The Serie A, you're talking about, in, in my eyes, it's the best league in the world. Um, in, well, in, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too because, in, in uh, you know, on paper, right now, it's the best league in the world as well. But, it just yeah. is. I'm sorry. It just is. Like people will listen to this and say, "Oh, the Premier League." Pre- yeah, but well, it's I, re- in the, I don't it's in care. The stats. It's in the stats and in, right. the, in the in the coefficients. So you know, right? Yeah, you know, all the stats point towards it's the best league in the world, and it just is. I'm sorry, it is. And and this guy is not ready for that that step up yet. Um, now. Does that mean that he's never going to be ready for that step up? Absolutely not. He absolutely, you know, there's a there's a very similar story with Koulibaly. His first year, Koulibaly was pretty shocking, <laughs> if you don't remember. I don't know if you remember. I do. Absolutely, but, um, I do. Yeah, he yeah. was pretty shocking yeah. his first year. I mean, he had glimpses, of course, but... I've said it before. You know, I, I, I've noticed with Koulibaly, I noticed um, a lot of stumbling at his feet. Especially right, he he just like with Cayuse. The Cayuse looks like he can't e- he can't even run in a straight line. Sometimes I don't know. He just like he doesn't have any coordination. But nevertheless, I'll be getting off topic. Once we got him off the field and we put Traore, which is I was so happy to see him put in his natural role like a mezzala. That's when Napoli started ticking. We put th- this midfield is the reason why we've been so poor this season because we have zero balance in this midfield whatsoever, nothing whatsoever. We have Anguisa that's been pushing or go really pulling way way under his weight this year, it, and it was like as soon as Triori came in, like Anguisa just remembered how to play soccer again. It, it was it was insane. I, I actually saw Spalletti's Napoli that last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was a beautiful sight to see. Finally, so we saw some soccer being played. Right. You know. Um, well, it had a lot to do with you know Traore coming in, Lynch yeah. coming in. Um, you know, uh, I think another we're in great sub. I think yeah. we're in agreement with with Cayusta. I, I I'll tell you what. At, at first. I was baffled by Kvaraskelia's, um, su- the substitute by Calzona's decision to substitute Kvaraskelia off. Um, at very first, I was, but then, it, like, 
Like, as I saw him walking off, you know, I said, what is he doing? And then I thought to myself and I said, you know what? This might actually work because Lindstrom is not as bad as people, you know, said he was from the beginning. It's one of those things where wonderful he, he just wasn't given a chance. I mean, we saw him at Frankfurt. We watched him play against us. And, right. you know, I pay attention to almost all of the leagues. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I watch the German League every every season, every match. But I've seen, I watched, what I do, this is what I do, Dan. And now, now Barcelona is, you know, a, f- a favorite in our shop, so we watch it all the time. You know, not just because they were drawn against us. But when we're drawn against the team, I'm going to start watching that team. And I do that. And so yeah. I watched Frankfurt last season. And one of the guys who caught my eye, besides the obvious Colomani, was Lindstrom. And I was really impressed with him. So when we signed him, I was very happy about that. Now, coming in for Kvaraskeli, we have to remember, Ngong was out with an injury. He got pulled late, right? So there was really no opportunity to take Politano out right away. Um, he took out Kvaraskeli, and it was like, what is this guy doing? But it made some sense. Plus, I think we caught Barcelona with the element of surprise. Like, I don't know if they were ready for us to sub him out that early. Like, you know what I mean? It may have gotten in their heads. By this point, we're down 1-0, you know? And um, uh, we're for about eight minutes. And these guys are are banking on double-triple-teaming Kvaraskelia. And here comes Lindstrom, right? So, it it turned out to be a brilliant move, to be honest with you. Because Cayusta comes out, too, for uh, Traore. And, um, um, you know, we, we know that that worked out. I mean, it it comes down to Calzona. And also, I've tweeted about it, too, today and yesterday. I'm loving everything this guy has said and done since he's come. And I know it's only a very small sample size because he's only here like three, four days, right? But he's actually in the pressers. He's actually addressing the problems that we have. He's He's... Acknowledging that we have zero uh, identity right now, and that is something that has not happened this year at all. Like under Rudy or Mazzari, in this pressers, they're always like, "We'll give our all. We need to do better. We need to do this. We need to do that." But it's never like actually acknowledging what the real problem is with this team, and I feel like he actually understands it. Um, I'm real. I'm really impressed. I was really impressed with Calzona yesterday. I was really happy that he had the balls to take off Quara and Ozyman. Because um, those two, I'm sorry, like, as much as I love them, as much as I love what they've done for us, no one is guaranteed 90 minutes. No one's even guaranteed to see the field at that level. I'm sorry, no matter how good you are. And he needed to let them know that their shit stinks just like the rest of them. So, you know what? Cry, cry me a river, Clara. You don't. That's all and, I can say. And I, I, I think it's one, one of those things where he'll, he'll get over it. Uh, Calzona did come out and say that he um, is confident that they'll be fine because, you know, he, he realized that, you know, tactically he was fine for Napoli. It just didn't have a good game. So you're gonna get subbed off if you're not gonna ha- if you're not producing, you know, right. and, and that's just how it's gonna be. Now, um, at least it was Lindstrom and not Zerbin. You know what I mean? Like that. Oof. That's one of the things that really upset me about Rudy Garcia. Um, 
we have a quality player to replace Kvartoskelia with, and you're going to get replaced, you know? Look at Ossiman. Ossiman, I know he scored the goal, but I guarantee you Calzona told him, listen, you're not playing 90 minutes today. You're gonna, we're going to get as much as we can out of you, and if you didn't produce, we're taking you out at, at, at least minute 75. He got his goal, and there it is, right? came right off and, uh, you know, didn't complain, didn't bitch, didn't moan. Quada bitching and moaning, and he left the stadium yesterday pretty upset too, I think. But, like, I think he'll get over it, obviously. You know, everybody, you know, today they, you know, they're, they're together. They're going to talk. You know, I haven't read any of the, you know, um, um, news from today, to be honest with you. Um, but um, now if he went off the field like, like that um, as a means to be mad at himself instead of at the coach or towards the coach, then it's one thing. Then I'm, I can completely understand and I'm on board with Kavada's reaction. But if it's like when Oziman came off against Bologna, yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. That or even Kwada when he came off against Genoa, yeah, where he's he's going like this, or Politano to, when to he came Rudy off. Garcia, yeah. or even Politano, right? Then it's a different story. You're you're just in a difficult time for this club. You're making it even worse, especially you know with the caliber of player you are, the the status that you have. You cannot do certain things, and they really have to be a little bit more careful. I think I know there's still kids, especially Kwada. He's a kid still, I guess. Right. In a way, but you know it's time to grow up. You have you have to shoulder this responsibility. You are our guy. You're you're the guy. Right. That that's it. You know, there's a certain responsibility that comes with that. Well, listen, he you know he's uh, like you said, he's a kid. It's his first game against a, a team like Barcelona, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Um, he didn't produce, so maybe he is mad he at didn't. himself. You know, I mean, I'm not really, and I'm scrolling now to see if there's any any significant news about that but i don't see anything so i'm not gonna no i haven't seen anything either today and honestly i i i really do think it could just be that and which i'm which would be fine you know it takes Um, it takes balls to make a a a move like that too especially in your first match you know i'm sure everyone at the maradona was scratching their head with that one like what are we doing you know even i was kind of stunned at this at the moment but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It was coming because he was pretty, pretty trash. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Speaking of pretty trash, what about Di Lorenzo, man? Because he's he's oh, having, fuck. he's having. I think I think Testa uh, Euro 2024 right now. You know, like I don't even think. Guy. But the thing is, Rafa, I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's a Testa in Like literally, yeah. you know. Like I'm sorry, he he looks like he's completely fried. Right. To be fair, uh, and someone said this somewhere, and I saw it, and I, I can't credit who it was because I don't remember where I saw it, but it, I, it resonated with me big time. This guy had to introduce his third manager. Like, you know what I mean? Usually the, the, the captain sits with the manager for their first one. Right. You know, he had to come in and, like, like you know, who do you go when you come into the as a to the captaincy, right? You come in to, and and you, and you talk to you know, I mean, you come in as a manager. You come in, you talk to the captain, right? And and he wasn't captain with uh with with when Calzona was here last, and now they have to come together and and have you know discussions and stuff like that, and it's it's a little draining. So you know, I I think he I think what the 
the the solution for Di Lorenzo is a little bit of rest. Rest. I think he rest, needs to rest. Absolutely. I think he does. You know, and you know now that we can play in different systems, we've seen it. Now that we, you know, maybe it's time to to sit him down and move someone over to the right for for a little bit. And dude, right? It's not like last season when you had Beredzinski there. Waiting to play, you know. Now we have Matsaki. We have a real player. We can move Matsaki. I love how him. I love how um, versatile Matsaki is. Right? He oh, didn't even see the pitch I yesterday. Love I love him. I, I I'm sorry, Raf. He he's a guy that ever since I started watching, um, ever since he came to the Serie A with with Venezia, I've been in love with him. Mm. Not it, it, obviously a, a big part of it has to do with him being Neapolitan for sure. But <laughs> I know, I, but I, I know. More, even more than that, he's just such a such a good player. I think he's such an underrated player. So uh, Lewandowski gets the goal, right? Uh, kind of deflates us a little bit. But we picked it up, didn't we? I, th- I feel like around, around, oh, yeah. around like I, like we said, around when like Lindstrom and Traore came in, uh, the tempo kind of increased. So from like the 70th minute on, we really started to push. And then the goal comes. Victor Osimhen, he's back. He scored. He, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where now nobody else, nobody's talking about the game he missed in Genoa. Nobody's talking about. You know, all the garbage that came with Victor, now he scored. And now I feel like this is the time where um, things are going to start turning around. And um, a lot of it is to do with him. Were you happy with his performance? Like, like, did you... I mean, I know he didn't do much in the game, but, like, I just feel like over, over Simeone... The, the the play was so, a little more fluid you know he was he was a lot more active he was a lot more threatening they covered him well until the goal but like yeah. but again you know um he made things happen from nothing and that's the kind of player he is so he did his job essentially in one felt swoop um what were your thoughts obviously when we scored the goal yeah, you could tell during the game he was really raw. He wasn't. I don't think he was really that fit, right, uh, to play. I don't think he was fit at all to play. Right. He he looked pretty brutal on the ball. Um, he lost a lot of balls, but uh, obviously he did his job. I mean, he, he that that was a wonderful goal, wonderfully taken goal. I don't know if he pushed off of Inigo Martinez or or he just bullied him. I, I don't really know what the whole deal was there. I mean, I think they even checked it and, and they, they validated it, obviously, yeah. so whatever. But um, I, I thought I, for a moment there, I thought he slipped and the, the chance was over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the fact that he kept his feet was really impressive to me. And, and uh, it was almost like Ter Stegen was stunned that he even stood up, <laughs> right. that he was even still up. He didn't even react to it. So... Uh, Kudos to him, great goal, finally, you know, he he looked like he celebrated a little bit, which was much different yeah. <laughs> than what this season has been going, what's been going on this season with him, he's like not even celebrating any of his goals, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from this game more than negatives, um, especially if we can build off of that last 20 25 minutes if you want to count the the extra time at the end um b- 
because really, and I think that building off of that has to do a lot with Traore being slotted in the midfield for the rest of the season. Right. With Lobotka and Anguissa. Right. Right. Um, the subs can't, uh, and, and uh, another point I was trying to make before was that, you know, Osimhen did his job, was really good, but when Simeone came on, he even looked a different player. Like, I truly believe that on a team like Napoli, Simeone's got to come off the bench. Like, he could start at a Verona, at a, you know, Fiorentina, at a, um, where else did he play? You know, Cagliari, I think he played. He can start at those teams. But, like, on Napoli, I don't think he's a starter, man. I think he's a bench guy because he came in. He had a couple chances. He had a couple of nice touches. He looked a little more alive, you know, when he came in, him and Raspadori. Um, and, oof, Angisa too, almost made it 2-1. to one. With that corner kick, with that header, I saw that late. ball in the yeah, goal. That, I thought I thought it was in the goal. I thought so too, <laughs> man. Real. It was it was pretty close from the angle we were watching. You know, obviously Barcelona got the late chance too. Ends one one. We go back to Camp Nou or wherever they're playing their games now because of uh, the renovations. We go back to Barcelona, uh, all knotted up, man, and it's uh, it's it's a really good situation to be in. Um, you know, because now anything can happen still. Um, I were you happy with the result? I mean, it, it's always a little nervy not winning the game, the home leg, in uh, in these types of ties. However, Barca looked completely out of sorts yesterday, just as bad as us, if not worse, in that second half. So I really think we have a really good chance of going through regardless of how poor it's been on our end especially if we can and i know i sound like a broken record when i keep saying this but if we can really you know keep that last 20 minutes going into the kadyeri match you know get some results under our belt because these guys they really need like a few wins in a row they mentally they're shot they need they need a few wins once we get like one or like two or three wins in a row i really feel these guys are gonna catch on and it's gonna we're gonna catch fire so if as long as we go into that game with a few wins i think we're good well we're we're in Cagliari um on sunday morning nine o'clock eastern uh di lorenzo will not be playing so there's that he gets his rest He's suspended for the game. So we may see Mazzocchi starting on that side. Actually, we probably will see Mazzocchi starting. Uh, and Gonj is still doubtful from the injury he picked up right before the game. Um, but, yeah, we have Cagliari on Sunday. And then we make up the round 21 game against Sassuolo Wednesday the 28th at noon. Uh, uh, another away game, and then it's a big one: Napoli Juventus on Sunday the third. Uh, then we play um, Sunday the tenth at home, also against Torino, and then we'll play Tuesday the twelfth, four o'clock p.m. because their clocks go ahead uh, by the time we play them again. Um, so it'll be Barcelona Napoli at four o'clock Eastern time, so an hour later. But uh, those are some big games to play before uh, Barcelona for the next game. Uh, Torino and Lazio played today to a 2-0 Lazio win. Uh, I'm happy about it because 
if Torino got a point, we'd be in 10th. We're now in 9th. Um, but at the same time, we make up our win. We're still one point behind Lazio. Anyway, I, I, another reason I'm happy is because Luis Alberto got both assists, and I have him on fantasy. So thank you very much, <laughs> Luis Alberto. But it's uh, right now we're we're looking if we win our games, and we win our game uh, in hand, we'll be up to say we won the game tw- round 21. Let's say we played it and won it, we'd be at 39 points, uh, just below Lazio in eighth, above Fiorentina, uh, who has 38. Uh, and we would only be uh, seven points off. No, f- six points off of fifth place, where we mentioned earlier how Serie A is reigning supreme right now. All seven teams are still in Europe after the Europa League and the Conference League rounds, uh, preliminary knockout rounds finished. Roma qualified by winning on penalty kicks against Feyenoord. That's a third straight year. Romo beats Feyenoord in, in Europe, which is pretty crazy. But they go through on penalties uh, after tying the match 1-1 this week and tying last week at the same result. Um, Milan lose to Ren 3-2, but they won the first game 3-0, so they're, they're in 5-3. They gain more coefficient points. And no team in the Champions League lost in their first legs. So that's very huge. It means Serie A is, now has a, a, a kind of a commanding lead over Germany and England for um, the top two spots in Europe. They currently sit top. And the more, I think, uh, the, the more German teams and English teams that don't win or do, or, you know, do poorly, we'll start to get to a place where we can cinch up that fifth place spot. And that's a very big thing because now Napoli don't have to finish top four. They'd have to finish top five to get to Champions League. And that's big for me because it, because I'd be happy with a fifth place finish after all this mess. Would you still want more than fifth? Like even because it's attainable because, you know, Atalanta, Bologna are tied on points and we'd only be six points out if we won our game in hand. Would you Would you be content with fifth place? As long as it gets to the Champions League, or do you want that fourth place, or maybe for Milan to keep dipping and get to, to third somehow, somehow, some way? I mean, obviously, I want us to do as good as we can. Um, I was watch, I was looking something, you know, looking at the trends of Milan and um, who the I forget who uh, Atalanta in fourth. Um, fans are hypothesizing that we'd need at least like. 10 11 wins out of the last however many games there are left i don't remember how many there are but um we have uh, 14 games left yeah so that that is pretty difficult it's a difficult thing to keep up especially with the way that our season's been going yeah but, but um, we play those guys like we still play yeah. against fiorentina we still play against lazio we st- no we don't play lazio we still play fiorentina we still play bologna atalanta we still gotta play against them yeah, so I mean, it, it's difficult, but I really, I, I want us to finish as high as we can because it, it, we need to give these guys some sense of, you know, all right, we're back. You know, we had a really rough seven months, but we're back to being the best we can be, you know. And I'm, I'm already thinking towards next season, you know, what that entails for next season. Like, look, we had such a bad season, but hey, we finished third somehow. Or hey, we finished fourth somehow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's such a big push for next season. 
so uh, mentally so yeah i guess that that would be my answer to that um i i i wouldn't want to just like sneak in by the skin of our teeth you know what i mean like like yeah, Milan but, did yeah, last but, year, yeah, they only made it. Yeah, they only made it because the similarities of, uh, uh, between uh, us and yeah. Milan are, are pretty crazy, aren't they? Like pretty daunting. Like yeah. I mean, we you know they they're saying that our scudetto defense is worse than theirs so far last year, but it could end up being better. Could be the same. Uh, it yeah. could be end up being the same. Yeah, and mm. uh, um um I'm just gonna read this off really quick. Uh, March 17th, which is my birthday. Uh, well, and these are tentative dates because they're not set yet, but um. It looks like uh, that weekend is Inter Napoli. Right after that is Napoli Atalanta, and then Jeez. yeah, and then depending on if we qualify for Champions League, we have Champions League games. But April twenty eighth is Napoli Roma, and then the fifth is Udinese Napoli, and then our last three games of the season. Our last game of the season is at home against Lecce, but but the two before that is Bologna at home and Fiorentina away. Those are the two. Those are the, those are two teams that could be in Champions League contention right there. So, yeah, um, you know we, we've got it all to play for, man. Like 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 if if those teams can start dropping a little bit of points here and there, and we beat them, we're in. So it's just a matter of getting back to what we what we know how to do, and that's win games, right? And and uh, um, you know we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen. We'll see. Also, the tie against Barcelona in the first leg means that we have to win against them to qualify, right? So no need, no need yeah. to you know we must win. That's a must win. But we also have to win to keep hope alive for this Club World Cup. If we win, we'll get three more points towards that, but we need another six. Five will tie Juventus. So what that means is we have to beat Barcelona to qualify. That's two points there, a point for qualifying. So that would be three points. And then one win in the quarterfinal will see us tie Juventus. Now, I don't know what the tiebreak scenario is as far as that goes, but... A win in the quarterfinal will tie Juventus, and then all we'll need is a draw to overtake them for that Club World Cup spot, and then that's ours. So, I guess the goal is to get to the semifinal of the Champions League. We have to to get to hey. this. Uh, yeah, let's do it. This Club World Cup. Anyway, uh, I know we have to run because we're a little short on time. Any last words for you, Dan, before we get out of here um, and uh, get ready for this Cagliari game? No, I think uh, we've pretty much said it all. Um, just hopefully we see the same reaction in the end of the second half at the Cagliari game. Maybe the whole game. Maybe we have uh, a game where we don't really have to sit on the edge of our seat. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for too, Danny boy. Um, well, thank you all for listening. Um, please be sure to like, subscribe, follow us on our socials. Uh, leave us a review if you want to also on far from Vesuvius um, you know both shows are on the network the same network so you if you want to talk about our show in a review you can go ahead and leave a nice comment leave two leave one for us and leave one for in the shadow of Vesuvio why not right uh, but you can find us on x at tifiamo na underscore ffv uh, on instagram tifiamo nap underscore ffv I'm 
uh, Rafael Arispo. This is Daniel Russo. You can find us on our socials by going to our uh, pages. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you after the Cagliari match. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. All right, Dan. Ciao, ciao for now. Forza Napoli. Sempre. Stay the front!